0: hello hi how are you i hope you are all fine it's been quite a while but i last uploaded my recent episode about the george floyd and jacob Blake incident and if you're as if you are interested please check out more of the story on wherever you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, even here, right here on Anchor. And please subscribe when you listen if you like what you're hearing. Thank you so much. And write to me as well. So today we're going to be talking about um misogynoir. You've probably heard about it, maybe you haven't. Maybe I've actually just said about misogyny. But today, we sh- I shall be talking about this. So, what is misogynoir? Originally, it is misogyny and miso to mean I hate and gin, gin to mean ginny to mean women. So, it is basically I hate women. And then noir is a French word to mean black. So, that makes it I hate black women. Malcolm X once said, the most disrespected person in America is a black woman. The most unprotected person in America is a black woman. The most neglected person in America is a black woman. These were words of Malcolm X, as we have all probably seen or heard about him, seen quotes, seen his speeches, and they were very moving. So is was a term coined by Moya Bailey, queer black feminist, blending the words misogyny, and noir. This manifests itself in many ways including adultification of black girls, stereotypes, racial bias in the healthcare system, and cultural appropriation. So I'm going to first talk about the adultification of black girls. In 2017, a study from Georgetown University found that adults viewed black girls as less innocent and more adult-like than white girls of the same age, especially between 5 to 14 years. So, I mean, this literally speaks for itself. Like, when compared with white girls, black girls were perceived as needing less nurturing, protection, support... (laughs) and comfort being more independent knowing more about adult topics including sex i mean this is like so dumb we're literally the same white black like we're all human and for you to think there's the color of my skin is going to like is crazy like i'm not going to lie like how the color of my skin is supposedly indicating that i am less of a girl like unless like that's that's messed up and if like anyone thinks like that that's messed up so anyway adultification like has so many you know it's not just thinking it's you know this leads to so many different things it can lead to the rap culture victim blaming sexualizing and human trafficking of young black girls every black girl I know has at one point in their childhood been told by an adult not to be fast or dress grown a child is a child and the issue lies with adults who do not perceive them as children and sexualize and prey on them like more than 20 percent of black women are raped during their lifetime a higher share than among women overall yet their rapists get significantly less time than if the victim was white <laughs> not gonna lie i mean you, you're you probably gonna hear me say this so many times that's messed up so because like <laughs> that, that that's so messed up not gonna like how how like how are you going to give someone who raped a white girl less jail time compared to like they should get the same like honestly the system is messed up and that is it there is a link between imprisonment and like sexual abuse and little black girls fall victim to the sex abuse to prison pipeline there are more stereotypes about Black women that I can count, but they have, they all have dangerous consequences for Black girls and women in society. Obviously, the majority of them originate from ideas that were established during colonialism and slavery, like. The four most permanent stereotypes are the Jezebel, the sassy black woman, the angry black woman, the strong black woman. These are, like, all stereotypes. And, like, so, like, <laughs> there's so many women in the world. So many black, beautiful women. And you're going to categorize them into these, what, Five groups, F- sorry, four groups. Like, can I have my own personality trait? Can I be different? It's like saying like all of them are the same, and they either fall in these four groups. Like, it's either that or nothing, and that's shit. Like, excuse me, but I've not I've not heard about people um do this to like. Other people, but anyway, since today we're focusing on black women, misogynoir noir, then that's what that's the route we're going to take. So the Jezebel. I'll talk more about the Jezebel. So black women have been hypersexualized since the beginning of slavery. White men justified the rape of slave women, saying that black women were insatiable. <laughs> As a result of this, anyway, nowadays, many fetishize, fetishize yeah, and dehumanize black female bodies. And black women who report sexual abuse or assault are gaslighted by law enforcement and society. Like, if a white woman went to the police and was like, I was raped, I was, you know, something like that, they're, they're just going to be like, you know, there is just the different attention the different treatment the different way her case is handled compared to like a black person they're gonna ask them how were you dressed? how were you? you know they're gonna they're gonna go there they're gonna they're just going to make the process like a whole different hard thing like their experience that a black woman who was raped or assaulted that they'll narrate to you will be different from uh white woman's narration. So and that's the Jezebel. Then the Sassy Black Woman. This stereotype portrays um black women as one dimensional, loud, finger clicking, neck rolling, caricatures. <laughs> black women are complex. And multi-faced, limiting us to these funny in the two thousands images, which dehumanizes us. It's no shocker that non-black people can't empathize or recognize with black women's pain when you don't see us as people. Like the sassy black woman. Like, <laughs> like, like this is messed up so now i'm just because i finger clicked that's gonna make me sassy that's just because i am loud is that's messed up then we have the angry black woman this stereotype um paints black women as irrationally angry hysterical compared to both men and non-black women People often say that black women are aggressive and scary for doing the exact things that non-black women do. This concept belittles our valid anger by portraying it as inherent character flaw and not a logical reaction to offense or discomfort. Like there's this time I was listening to a podcast. It's it's black working women. It's a UK, it's it's London-based, and you know, these women are, are, are talking about their experiences in the workplace, and they are describing so many things that they are portrayed as. Like, sometimes the white women use it against them to, like, act like they've been aggressively attacked by the black women. Like... I'm just asking you to do your job because, you know, like if they didn't, if they had a choice, they wouldn't ask, they would not ask, um, you to do your job, but you doing your job contributes to them doing your job. If you don't do their job, they're getting in trouble. So, cause if, honestly, if I could avoid talking to you, that would be great. I would thank Lord. I would thank God for that, but I can't, I can't avoid you. We work together. Our, our um jobs are synced. You do your job, it helps me with mine, and I do my job, it helps you with yours. At the end of the day, we both want a paycheck. So you're just going to ask them to do something that they are supposed to do anyway, and they are going to make it an issue. They even go to HR and report aggressive behavior, assault. Like, I just ask you to do your job, and... i i I really don't know like why (laughs) and then they even cry and it's going to you're the you're a black woman you're already a stereotype is the angry black woman and so because she's crying now you're aggressive like it's just everyone like no one is going to listen to you no one is going to be like what happened like no one wants to hear your side of the story You're already stereotyped as the angry black woman and they take this to their advantage and they they're always crying around the workplace I'm telling you all these four women Talked about their experience like this like all of them like a white woman had cried and Blamed it on them. And I think that's messed up Anyway, so there's the fourth one the strong black woman Black women enduring extreme hardships during slavery created the belief that we are impenetrable. The idea that we are strong all the time and can face any obstacle on our own is toxic. Like, when men and non-black women think that we can withstand anything, they're more willing to treat us deplorably. Like, why? like <laughs> everyone is like the strong black woman like sometimes there's these black athletes that are dating white women and then like you know things don't turn up right and then they're like he needs he needs a black woman he needs like why 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 do the black women need to fix the the broken people like why where is it written that we we have to go with like go through trouble Whatever you're going through with you. Like you're strong. Like oh, oh my god, there is this time on the shed room. They like posted, I'm um, black men, you know, um, let's praise our queens today, let's show our queens some love. And then I read the comments and it was sickening. Like either they're describing their grandmother, their mother, and like there is no Comment that I saw and didn't have. You're a strong woman. You're a strong woman. They're, like all of them were just like. There's so many other things you can compliment us about, but your, idea, your like, and it's not just black men. It's like everyone, everyone men. Non-black women they just automatically assume that you have to be a strong woman i grew up watching so many movies so many series and the black women were always portrayed as strong and it it affected me in a way that i think i have to be strong i think that i in a workplace i should not be too comfortable you know i should actually like if a white girl does it, I shouldn't do it because then they can get away with it, but I cannot. And that's something that has grown like I have grown up within my mind. I think that I have to work twice as hard. I not twice, I'm so sorry, like 10 times harder than all the other like and that's messed up. I think that I should have had the chance to see myself as human and, you know, not strong, not a superwoman, as a person that can make mistakes, as a person that can comfortably wage through life. But no, because of the stereotype that so many people, especially Hollywood, has made so much money out of. It is teaching other black girls that you're not like them. You're strong. You're 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 you have superpowers. You can endure shit they can't endure, and and I mean I don't like that. It basically leads to the physical, mental, and emotional exploitation of black women. Like black women don't feel pain. That's what they say. They say that black women exaggerate. <laughs> the idea that black women can't feel pain was established like during slavery, as black women bore the brunt of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse, while also enduring the pain of working on plantations. Like, they had no choice. Like, who were they going to report to? Like, you're going to do all this shit to her, and she has to get by in life. And, like, seriously? You're just going to this is so stupid like you can't feel pain because you're 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 multitasking with your emotions and then it just becomes like this demonstrates itself in medical professions like dismiss of black women's pain and belief that black women have a higher pain threshold you know this has happened with this guy that you know the father of gynecology he used black women he experimented on black women and he's praised you know for you know trying to understand the reproductive system of women but he's you know guinea pigs his lab rats were black women he tested all these tools on them all these experiments on them sorry excuse me all of this on them without anesthesia, like for real? Like they were not like they these guys were really convinced that we can't feel pain. Like you're going to poke around my vagina and think it does not hurt because the colour of my skin is different. But you're but you're sure we have the same heart. You're sure we have <laughs> You're sure we have the same internal organs you're sure you like you're you're so sure we have so many things in common and you're like yeah they're human but because i'm black and i'm a woman i have a higher pain threshold like that's messed up so like why must black people face black women face skepticism from the people that are supposed to care for us like the medical like they literally um swear on the Hippocratic oath to like a commitment to the human condition, and that includes black humans as well, but no, apparently we have a high threshold, and that's like the biggest bullshit I've ever had, so like in the mid. like that guy the dr j marion sims the father of gynecology who built his career while experimenting on black women's genitalia without anesthesia is being like was praised he was free of moral political and economic judgment he was praised for his findings and they failed to recognize the part played by black women whose bodies were instrument in modern medicine a lot of like our knowledge about pregnancy came from <clears throat> experimentation on black women so like why do we have a greater chance of dying when we're giving birth in a hospital <clears throat> i mean in africa it's like there that, it's not it's not like that like yes people die during childbirth but you you can't say it's because of it. it's actually more of discrimination of like um colorism or like rich or poor sort of thing but anyway so racism in the medical field is very rampant black women are four to five times more likely to die during childbirth than white women and two to three times More likely than Hispanic and Asian women. This is not because of genetics. No. Mm -mm. But the racial biases of doctors and nurses. Like, this stems all the way back from the mid-19th century. Like, don't think it... This is not because... um, Like, when taking the Hippocratic oath, doctors make a commitment to the human condition that includes black humans as well. Doctors need to listen when their black female patients express their contents and not minimize our pain. So, like read up on Beyoncé and Serena Williams' stories about their pregnancies. These are black women that are rich, they are famous, but they were also inadequately treated by doctors. And so like imagine what the average black woman has to go through. So, this brings us to, um, cultural appropriation and how it harms black women. So, first of all, like, cultural appropriation is, um, basically, sorry, excuse me, I'm so sorry, um, give me a minute. yeah basically culture appropriation is when you receive credit or profit of aspects of someone else's culture especially if it if that culture is or has a history of oppression and boy do black women's culture uh physical appearance so many things have been made fun of like A lot, and it is evidence of racism and classism. Why should I be told that my culture or aspects of my culture or race is inferior? Only for a white person to do the same thing and get paid millions and get praised and get all the attention, but yet I've been told to hide my features, to hide the things that I do, like. When I do it it's it's suddenly bad, it's wrong, it is disgusting, but when someone else does it, it is okay. <clears throat> I mean, check highly Jenna, I mean no hate, no shit at all, I promise. She you know, she had very small lips and you know, Africans Ador is made like fun of when <laughs> with her like with big lips. But when she got lip fillers She's praised for looking. Apparently, that the Kylie Jenner lips. Like, are you trying to say that this whole time you could not see the big lips in us? Like, they look ugly. But when they're in a white woman, they're, they're so beautiful that you want to pay millions for this. I mean, you know, a white person doing something that is that is of black origin and gets to sell so much money out of it and then if a black person does it 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 doesn't like this even like creates wealth inequality where only non-b- non-black people can profit off and that's messed up like do you even know where clowns came from like this is how much fun like people were making of black people's features. Like, black people in the day drew them to make people like people in the day drew clowns to make fun of black facial features the afro, the big lips, the nose. <laughs> Like, many people used to make fun of black people and our lips and now when white people do it it is seen as a good thing a trend and now everybody does it but when black people had naturally big lips it was seen as unnatural ugly ghetto there is a big difference <clears throat> so you know some people are like argue like what's the big deal like yeah you're now included as well it's like we're literally appreciating your pictures like there is a big difference between culture appropriation and appreciation. The culture appropriation is taking an aspect of another culture that is ridiculed, passing it off as their own, and gaining profit of it. For example, there is this famous female. I mean, I won't mention names, but you know, let me not go there because I don't want to get into some sort of trouble or something. But all this is messed up like the braids i mean most of people are like yeah like why 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 did you why did you guys have to do to stop us from doing the braids like it's 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 not a big deal you you wear wigs and and all that and you know you you dye your hair blonde and all sorts of things and um personally i i think if you're arguing with that that's messed up Like, our braids have a... Like, they have history. They have culture history. You told us to hate our hair. You told us... You you looked at us as ugly. You, You literally wished you weren't us. You know? And you forced us to adapt to your beauty standards. You forced us to... Unless we looked like you, then we could get somewhere in life like in workplaces if you're wearing braids if you're wearing your afro there is a less chance of you getting the job but if you wear a weave or you straighten your hair you're going to get the job you get you get what i mean is is your you forced us to adapt to the way you dress the way your hair is you know and you ridiculed us for how we looked and now you want to do what we do, but you really like we're not forcing you. No know, one forced you to wear braids or get the big lips, you get no one forced you to do that, and I think you should not compare us wearing wigs and straightening our hair to you because you forced us you literally forced us like you took black people from their from their continent took them to another continent and told them that how they looked was bad and that they had to adapt to how you look so don't be coming at like if if like people had a choice if black like if we really had if we were there in life and you could just you know let us be accepted the way we look we would not have to look like you but no you literally in like emotionally and psychologically pushed us towards dressing like you and now we are appreciating our skin and our hair and we're asking you not to do that like just don't. And now you're like, but how come you wear wigs? You forced us. You did. You forced us in that situation. If you did not force us into this, like, there wouldn't be straightening products. And actually, if we were the supremacists, you'll probably be trying to make your hair stand up. I mean, I see these old history books, their pictures, and uh huh, this whole. I'm, I've forgotten what they call it. That whole thing that the they put in the dress, you, you have the ball gowns, that creates like a bump behind someone. In my opinion, it is you're trying to copy the African bat, like the black bat. You're just not going to lie. That's what it looks to me. And then there's that thing they did with their hair, where they made it all. It was like an updo but it was really huge that looks like copying african hair to me i mean sorry black people hair to me that's what it looks like to me because our hair is you know what let me let me not be petty or what because you're probably going to think i'm petty so like this culture appropriation thing mocks us non-black people have very limited knowledge of our culture Due to the lack of diverse portrayal of blackness in the media, when you imitate us, this is apparent. What's worse is black men playing the parts of black women in film or TV because they feed into these stereotypes. When you think twerking, being aggressive, or wearing braids are acting like a black woman, you're telling us that we are a costume, not a person. If you don't see us as more than a caricature, then... You will continue to dehumanize us and, like, just chill. Don't, like, you make it look like we're a costume, you make it look like you just have to do this and do this, and bam, that's a black woman. But it's, it takes a lot, and there is a lot involved in describing a black woman. So, another thing, another way that culture appropriation harms black women is it devalues us. When black women wear black hairstyles, they're described as messy, unprofessional, dirty. But when white women does, they are groundbreaking, cool, edgy. like corners. Apparently, when a black person does corners, they are ghetto. They are ghetto. They are messy and all that. But Kim Kardashian literally wore corners to the awards to a red carpet even and then it was classy on her but it didn't change the fact that the way that people view corners as ghetto when black people do them and it also applies to black women's natural bodies and complexion this double standard shows that society accepts black women and their culture when it's plastered on white or non-black body look at the kardashians as i said or iggy azalea and so, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. I probably ranted so much, but I hope you get the message. I hope you get something out of this, because at the end of the day, we're trying to get a more the more of a story. Like when you see something, you, you know, you're like okay, this this is misogynistic, you know, something like that. <laughs> so for like your like more reading of viewing and listening about the misogynoir you can there are articles on their guardian it's called misogynoir where racism and sexism meet then there is speech ain't I a woman and then there is books like remaking black power how black women transformed an era by dr ashley defama defama this will be my undoing by morgan jenkins then, The Bluest Eye, Toni Morrison. Then, you can watch films like Daughters of the Dust, Eve's Bayou. Then, music. There is Four Women, Nina Simone, Solange, To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. So many things. And, there is this song I really like in particular by Solange. Actually, her old album. It is um, It is called... Sorry, let me, let me look it up, let me look it up, let me see. I, definitely. Um, yeah, sorry about that, we'll come back. And I was still talking about, I was, you know, like where you can... You can go to to do to find out more about this topic that we talked about today, Miss Aginor. Yeah, I was actually looking up Solange's album. It's called A Sit at the Table, and my like my favorite song of that album is Don't Touch My Hair. You probably heard about it because it came about. It came out at about in about two thousand sixteen. It was a great album. It was very very um patriotic. Is it is that the word? <laughs> but anyway, so thank you so much for listening to this. And I hope you picked something. I hope you learned something that you didn't know. And, you know, at the end of the day, the show is the moral of the story. And hopefully you picked something. Because I provided quite the information. And I gave my opinion and a lot of stuff. And if you don't agree... Damn, I'm sorry, but <laughs> just thank you for listening. If you listen to this, and if you feel like you need to educate someone else about something like this, you can just forward um a link to them, and they can listen to it too. Because I spent some time researching on it because it's it was a topic that captured my attention, and I thought that I had to share it with my listeners, and I honestly picked a lot, I understood a lot, I, I didn't know so many stuff, but with the research, I got to learn so many things out of it, and I hope you do too, so please don't forget to subscribe, and share it to a friend, that will be great, and if you need, you know, to tell me about something, your opinion, or something, I mean, you can... Reach me on my Instagram and on my Twitter that are in my bio. That will be great. Thank you so much and have a great week.